Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. We're going to continue our series of podcasts today called Shields Up. And the idea behind Shields Up is we have an enemy, the devil, and he's doing all that he can to to hurt us, to distract us, to deter us, to possibly even destroy us. He hates us. He hates all those who follow Christ. And so he's going to be very relentless, very brutal, very disciplined in his attacks against Christians. And so we have to do everything we can to help ourselves, to help ourselves combat him and stay in this course that Christ has placed us on. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to put our shield of faith up against the devil, and we're going to continue our series looking at the church because we've looked at the church for the past several weeks in efforts to understand the church properly and then to function as the church properly. And so we already looked at what church? We looked at why church? We looked at who church? This past week we looked at how church. And Pastor Mel laid before us several really good principles from God's word on how we can get active and function properly as the church. And he handled it so well, I'm not really going to rehash that today. If you didn't hear that sermon or any of our sermons, you can go to our website, wyomingvalleychurch.org, and you can find our sermons there and catch up. But I do want to continue talking about how church, but I want to look at it from a different angle. And the angle I want to look at it from is is not the angle of what do we do as practical instructions on how to function in the church. I want to look at it from the angle of how do we stay on the course to function as the church. If we understand what to do, how do we stay in the course to actually do it? And so that's the goal for today. We're going to look at how we can discipline ourselves. And I think, if you'll agree with me, that one of the biggest things we face every single day is what I would call neglect. Or maybe we would call it forgetfulness. Maybe that's the kinder term for it. But really, at its core, it's a lack of discipline. I'm a pastor. I've been a minister for the last 10 or so years. Um, and I've noticed something as a minister. I've noticed that it's really hard for people, young adults mostly, because that's my the experience I've had most of all. But now that I've even been a pastor, and even my own life, even my own soul, I know how hard it is to stay disciplined. I know how hard it is to not forget. And I think the most one of the most frustrating things for a pastor is when you sort of try to follow up with the people you're ministering to, serving to, and ask them about, you know, a recent lesson or something they've learned over the course of a series of a book we look through. And I've done this on a couple occasions before I stopped myself from doing that very much because I really don't like the answers. And someone told me once before that if you don't want the answer to a question, then don't ask it. Um, because I've asked on a few occasions, you know, what have you learned? What is something that stood out to you over the course of a series that we've looked at, whether it was through a book of the Bible or something we've studied over the course of several weeks? And a couple times when I've done that, I've op- I've asked this open-ended question, like, what is something you remember? What is something that stood out to you? What is something you're still working on based on what we learned? And you know the answer I get? Nothing. I don't get any answer. There's just like the sound of crickets. It's just silent. It's almost as if people are trying to remember one thing that we studied over the course of several weeks in a row. And I I can't tell you how disheartening that is as a pastor. But I think even beyond disheartening as a pastor, it's more telling of how we are as people. And I'm going to include myself in that because I am not void of this. I am along with you in this battle 
is that we often just neglect really important things. We often forget really important things. And again, forgetfulness isn't that severe. It seems like something yet it really isn't your fault. It's like, oh, I just forgot. And no one really chides you for that. It's like, oh, you just forgot. We all forget things. And I'm struggling now with my children. My children are in that sphere of life already where I'm asking them to do things. I'm reminding them to do things. And I ask my son to do something and he ends up not doing it. And then I ask him, hey, why didn't you do what I told you to do? And he simply says this, I forgot. I forgot, Dad. It wasn't, it wasn't disobedience. It wasn't willful rebellion. It was just forgetfulness. I just forgot. And he, by saying that, I can tell that he's expecting to not find any sort of punishment because he just forgot. And everyone forgets things, so it's no big deal. But I think it is a big deal. I think it's a big deal when it's things that are really important. And it's almost like we give ourselves a lot of grace when we deal with things uh, on that level. And we just say, oh, I forgot. You know, it's it's not my fault. I just forgot. I had a lot going on that week. But if we applied that sort of reasoning to other things in our life, it really wouldn't make sense. And I'm going to rattle through a list here of things that you and I have learned to discipline ourselves to do every single day. And if we don't do these things every single day, then our life will not look the way that it looks now. We won't have the good things that we have in life. And I'm just going to, again, rattle through several things and kind of chronologically throughout our day. As we all know, we sleep. That's a big part of our lives. We sleep like one-third of our days um, where we try to. And a lot of us have this thing that we set called an alarm clock. And the reason we set an alarm clock is because we realize that in the morning we are apt to forget or neglect to wake up on time. It's almost like we don't have any control over how long we sleep. And so we have these things called alarm clocks. And these alarm clocks help us do something. They help us wake up on time. I'm teaching you really profound things, I know. But they help us wake up on time. They help us remember. They help us remember what what hour it is and, and what time we need to get to somewhere and so we set these alarm clocks so that uh, we don't forget, we don't neglect. And I have six wonderful alarm clocks in my house, and they're all my children. <laughs> and these children are really, really good alarm clocks. If you really need a good alarm clock, uh, get a kid, because they will make sure that you wake up bright and early every morning. But <laughs> we have alarm clocks. Alarm clocks help us wake up on time, because we know that if we don't have an alarm clock, we're just simply going to sleep through something important. And if we sleep through something important, then it's going to affect our lives our lives in a negative fashion. And we don't want that to happen. So we've learned the discipline, a lot of us, of setting an alarm clock before we go to bed or, or just as a regular scheduled thing. We have an alarm clock next to our bed, and it says 6.30 on it. And as soon as 6.30 hits, it beeps loudly and immediately reminds us we are not here to sleep through the day. We are here to get up, to be profitable, to be functional, to go to work, to have a meeting, to meet with somebody, and that alarm clock helps us do that. We've also learned to discipline ourselves to brush our teeth because we've learned over the course of our life that not brushing your teeth can lead to bad things. You can lead to losing your teeth and a lot of gum disease and just bad things. We, none of us like going to the dentist, so in order to stave that off, we're going to brush our teeth. We've learned to discipline ourselves to brush our teeth. Yeah, on occasion we neglect that. It's no big deal if you do it once here and there, but you really have to stay disciplined with brushing your teeth. We have to do it two or three times every single day. And a lot of us have learned that and, and do that every single day, like clockwork. I get up, I brush my teeth. Before bed, I brush my teeth. And I don't miss, hardly ever, because it's important. And if I just 
chalked it up to forgetfulness. Whoops, I forgot to brush my teeth this past 10 days. That wouldn't be okay. It wouldn't be okay to just say, I forgot. Another one is eating and drinking. Eating and drinking too, regardless of how well and we ate and drank the day before, we still have to eat and drink properly this very day. And so we have to discipline ourselves to do that. We have to eat properly. We have to make sure we eat regular times. We have to drink and stay hydrated. If we don't stay hydrated, again, that turns into really bad things. So we discipline ourselves every single day, every single day to eat and drink and not miss. And pretty here in America we're pretty we're pretty good at eating and drinking. Maybe to a fault, but we've disciplined ourselves to not let those things go. Another thing is clothing. I have never walked out of my house without clothes on. I've never really walked out of my house without clothes on because I'm wearing my pajamas or if I did it's completely on purpose because I'm just too lazy and I'm going through a drive-through. But I don't walk out of the house with my pajamas on. I remember I discipline myself to put my clothes on, to wear the proper clothing for whatever I'm doing that day. And it's not that hard because I've learned the discipline of doing it. I've done it since I was a young kid. Some of us take pills and medicine and vitamins every single day. It's the same thing. We have to discipline ourselves to take those pills if we're on an antibiotic or we take a daily regimen of vitamins. we got to take it every single day. And yeah, it's a little bit annoying. But we do it because it helps our body. And if we didn't do those things, our body would suffer so what do we do? We discipline ourselves. We don't forget. We can't forget. Another one that reaches uh, broad spectrums of our lives is relationships. Relationships have to be continued to be disciplined because if you don't discipline yourself for relationships, relationships are fragile. They can go away. If we don't discipline ourselves to have relationships with people, whether people we work with or people we live with or people we go to school with or whatever, just friends and family, those relationships will, will, will falter. They'll dissipate. It just happens. And so with relationships, maybe it's not every single day, but there are a lot of relationships we do cultivate every single day. And that's another discipline we have because people are important to us and we don't want those relationships to suffer. Work. I talked a lot, a lot about this with alarm clocks, but every single day we know what it's like to wake up and get to work or school whatever sphere of life you're in, but we know what it's like to discipline ourselves to say, I can't just not go. Yeah, I would prefer to lay in bed longer. I'd prefer to do my own thing, but I have to work. I have to gain money. I have to do what I have to do in order to provide for my family. And so we discipline ourselves to get to work. And if we told our boss, you know, I wasn't here the last three days. I'm sorry. I just forgot. That's not going to be okay. The boss is not going to go, oh, you just forgot. I understand. Everyone forgets things. He's going to say, do it again, and I'm going to write you up. Do it again, and you're not going to have a job here anymore because it's important. It's important to him. It's important to our company. It's important to those we work with, and it's important to us. Even hobbies. Hobbies is one of those things, too, we just find ourselves disciplining ourselves, too, because we like to do what we like to do, and it seems like we don't have another minute to spare in our weeks. All of us are crazy busy, but a lot of us still find time to do our hobbies because they're things we enjoy, whether it's a show we like or a sports event that we like to watch or go to or some other hobby. We like it, so we do it regularly, daily, and we discipline ourselves. We rarely forget and neglect to do it. And the last one going in chronological order is the way we started, sleep. Even though we slept the night before, we know that at the end of the day tonight, we still have to sleep because not sleeping is bad. 
Not sleeping is going to affect our entire week. And I don't think anyone forgets to sleep. I don't think anyone neglects to sleep because it affects every part of our life. And so you look at that list going, man, we do know how to discipline ourselves. We do know how to remember. But for some reason, when it deals with spiritual things, and really things at the core level, like being the church, which we've talked about for the last four weeks, and we're going to finish this coming Sunday, this is really core to our spiritual life. I mean, to not function in the, as the church is to not function at all. So if we don't function as the church, we, I mean, we're, we're doing some great impact against our spiritual life, and that's not something we want to do. But I find myself and I find a lot of other people falling into this category where it's just, whoops, I forgot. Oh, yeah, we've studied the church for the last four weeks. Yeah, I, I remember that being good. I remember learning something. It's hard to remember right now what we talked about. It's hard to remember that I should be the church today. But yeah, on Sunday... I'll be reminded, and then for a little bit I'll think about the church again, and that's good. But, you know, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday will come, and it's like, oh, yeah, whoops, well, I, I forgot, we're the church. And that's kind of what I want to talk about for the rest of our time, is how do we stay disciplined? And the way I started this podcast is by telling us that we have a foe, an enemy, and his name is the devil, and he is incredibly disciplined in his attacks against us. He doesn't take days off. We take a lot of days off from our disciplines with the Lord, but the devil does not. So, I mean, if you do the math, and he takes a lot of discipline, he has a lot of discipline, and we have a lot of lack of discipline, you could imagine that losing ground is not going to be that difficult because we simply chalk it up to neglect or forgetfulness or what was the last Sunday sermon about? Oh, what did I study in the Bible today? But for some reason, with another sort of list that we looked at, we're very disciplined people. And I want to know why that is. And I... I know one reason is because of the devil. I know one reason is because he doesn't need to attack us brushing our teeth. There's no need for him to help us neglect those kinds of things because that kind of death is not what he's looking for. He's not looking for us to just lose our teeth. He wants something more severe. So he's going to pinpoint all of his attacks towards the spiritual realm. And I know that's one big reason, but I don't think that is the reason that we can give today to say, hey, the devil is the reason. He's the reason. If the devil wasn't there, I would be super disciplined. I would be doing exactly what I need to do. I think it comes down to what we want. I think it comes down to what we really think is important. And so we look at this idea of how church, we have to function properly as the church. We have to have the proper instruction to know what to do. But it has to start before that even. We have to want to do it. We have to think it's important enough to be the church. And that's not really something I can do even as a pastor for my, for my congregation every single day. There's an element of trust with a pastor. There's an element of trust with God even to say, I'm going to teach. I'm going to train. I'm going to do my best to show them the tools, give them the resources and the instruction to be the church. But I am not the one that can discipline you and you're not the one who can discipline me. That comes down to each one of us. And we set alarm clocks and we brush our teeth and we eat and we wear clothing and we work on our relationships and we get to our work and our jobs every single day and we sleep every single night. Why is it then that we cannot do that with our spiritual life? Biblically, doctrinally, hope, I hope you understand that the spiritual life is going to far, far outlive anything in the physical realm. Um, so your teeth... I am not here telling you to not brush your teeth or to lose the discipline of brushing your teeth. 
But if we brush our teeth and we're that disciplined to do that, how much more so should we do it for things that are going to last into eternity? Because our teeth will not. They are a, a part of the physical world. And I don't know if we'll have teeth in heaven. I have no idea. But here on the earth, they are simply for the earth. And if we're that disciplined in doing something as simple as brushing our teeth, man, it, it should be exponentially greater for things that matter into eternity. And it's probably like preaching to the choir. You're probably nodding in your soul going, yeah, that's true. That's a good reminder. But again, the reminder only goes as far as what we do with it. The reminder is helpful. And it triggers something inside of us and goes, wait a minute, yeah, this is important. But then the choice, once again, comes down to us. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do? Do we need a spiritual alarm clock? I'm serious. Do we need something or someone to remind us every single day to be the church? To function as the church? To follow Christ? To listen to his commandments? To, to go the way that he's taught us? Do we need to set a spiritual alarm clock? Maybe that's a good way to go, actually. Maybe to have someone in our life to remind us every single day is a good thing. In fact, it says in Hebrews, a classic passage in Hebrews says, Exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, so that no one may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Even the writer of Hebrews understood that this, this, this battle, this hill that we're climbing is going to take a lot of discipline. And so we need to exhort one another every single day. And if we don't do that, we're in danger of losing ground. We're in danger of going backwards. We're in danger of not making it to the top. So what will we do with this as we look at how church? How can we stay disciplined in being the church? Because that is half the battle. The other half is knowing exactly what to do. And that's why we went over that this past Sunday. Is We have to have the tools and the instructions for how to function as the church. But even before that, we have to discipline ourselves to be the church. To wake up every single day and go, wait a minute, this is a day I live upon the earth. I am in the presence of God. I am his child. I am the Lord Jesus Christ's servant. I am here to live for the name of God, for the will of God, for the kingdom of God. That's how he told me to pray. I need to function that way today. And not forget, not neglect, not have to go to Sunday and be reminded once again that we're a Christian. And that we should live as the church and, and live to please God. That's, that's not enough. Because being reminded every single week and taking a couple hours or a couple moments and going, yeah, okay, Lord, I'm back on track, is not enough. We have to stay on course every single day. And maybe that sounds exhausting, and it is going to be exhausting, but if it's important, and it is, it's more important than I can even stress. And if it's something we want, and I hope it is something that you want, you really want to follow and stay disciplined to the Lord then we will discipline ourselves. We will not neglect. We will not forget. We will do everything possible. Um, here's another example. I, I think I've shared this before, but one day I was driving on the road and I was really tired. Like really tired. Like I was in danger of falling asleep on the road. And I didn't stop. I should have stopped and you know got, took, a, took a nap or had someone come pick me up or stay at a hotel or something. But I didn't. I continued to drive. And that was that was a dumb decision. But that's not really what I want to focus on. I made the decision to keep driving. And I knew that if I fell asleep, there's a high likelihood that I would either kill myself or someone else. And so I knew that falling asleep was not an option. Even though I was really tired, even though my body really wanted to fall asleep, 
I knew that I couldn't fall asleep. So you know what I did for the rest of the trip? I made sure that I couldn't fall asleep. I rolled all my windows down. It was cold. The cold air was blasting me in the face. I turned my music all the way up high. I went as far as slapping myself every time I started to drift off or even get close to drifting off. And it probably looked like I was a lunatic, but I was doing everything possible not to let myself drift off to sleep. And it's that kind of mentality we've got to have as the church. We cannot drift off. I cannot fall asleep here on the path. What happens if I don't wake up? What happens if I don't discipline myself? What happens if I don't have those spiritual alarm clocks and I don't do what I'm supposed to do? And if the Lord Jesus comes back and there's actually passages like that, the parable of the ten virgins, he comes back and all ten virgins are asleep. And all, that was bad for all ten of them, but at least five of them had oil in their lamps. At least five of them were preparing themselves to meet the bridegroom because he came at night and they had to have oil to trim their lamps and light their way. And five of them had that oil and five of them trimmed their lamps and they went the proper way and found the bridegroom. But five of them, not only did they fall asleep, but they forgot the oil. They forgot to have oil. And the bridegroom came, the Lord Jesus came, and he left. And the five didn't make it. And although they were saying they were waiting for the bridegroom, they were saying they, they were Christians, they weren't prepared. And they fell asleep, and they didn't have oil. And the Lord Jesus came, and all he saw was unprepared souls. And he left. And I'm sure those people thought that would never happen to them. Not me. That would never happen to me. I'm too, I'm too much in love with Christ. I'm too much a Christian. I've been a Christian such a long time, that's never going to happen to me. And right there is the danger. Pride. I think every single one of us, pastors included, we have to say, I need this discipline. So I'm going to do whatever necessary. I'm going to get a person. I'm going to get a reminder. I'm going to put it all over my walls and my doors and my car and my mirrors. I'm going to put it everywhere so that I cannot neglect. And if I start drifting off, I'm going to do something even more severe because this cannot happen. So I want to help us all today just think about this. I Again, I can only remind I cannot discipline you and you cannot discipline me. So we're all going to have to do that individually. But the Lord will help us if he sees the spirit of real, true longing for discipline and, and following him, he's going to help us. And I pray that if you need to, you would take it with him, you would talk about it with someone you trust, and you would find reminders, you would find ways to discipline yourself in this Christian life. And remember, you are Christ's bride, and that re really means a lot. And on the last day, we're going to want to stand and be with him in the marriage ceremony, for him to lock eyes with us and vice versa, and for him to bring us into the kingdom of God for all of eternity. But in order to do that, we got to stay disciplined. We have to go the right way every single day. I hope this has been a good reminder to you, and I hope it blesses your soul. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.